Welcome to my new show, The Dr. Jerry Fishkin Show. Well, I'm Dr. Jerry Fishkin. My goal is to bring the consulting room to your living room. Your feedback will help make this show a show not for me, but for you. So sit back, relax, and let's jump in. Hi, I'm Dr. Jerry Fishkin and welcome to my show. Today's episode is on firefighter and paramedic burnout. My introduction to firefighters in the fire service was a combination of good timing, serendipity, and luck. After my first book, Police Burnout, uh, was published, I spent a year on the national book tour doing television and radio across the country. Sometime during the tour, I was appearing on KFI Radio in Los Angeles, talking about, obviously, police burnout and my new book, and fielding uh, questions from call-ins. One of the callers was a firefighter who had suffered severe stress and burnout. He asked me if I had any experience with burnout and the fire department, and I said no, and I would continue the interview uh, with the other call-ins. About a week later, my publisher contacted me telling me that the call-in burned-out firefighter would like to talk with me further. That led to a very interesting relationship and resulted in my spending the next six months living in firehouses all across Southern California. I spent days, weekends, uh, uh, doing incredible things and rolling with them. It was a fantastic experience. Those experiences, many of which were profound, and the stories, insights, and understanding of the structure of the fire service and those dedicated firefighters and paramedics resulted in my second book, Firefighter and Paramedic Burnout, The Survival Guide and the Role You Play. I began to see that there were many uh, contributing factors to firefighter stress and burnout unlike anything I had experienced working with police and other safety personnel, except for the adrenaline rush after major calls. The factors that contribute to firefighter and paramedic burnout are multidimensional, including organizational factors, occupational factors, and personal factors that contribute to stress and ultimately burnout if appropriate interventions are not in place. Since these factors are unique to the fire service and would overwhelm you, my viewers, trying to define all contributors to job dissatisfaction, stress, and burnout, I'll present two other episodes of my show dedicated specifically to individual stress factors as well as a show dedicated to occupational factors within the fire service that contribute to stress and burnout. So, burnout, a definition. The classification of burnout is not found in a psychological or psychiatric diagnostic manual. Burnout is not a clinical diagnosis at all. Burnout is experienced internally as a state of exhaustion and reflected outwardly through behaviors employed to maintain a state of balance. Burnout is the interaction 
of four factors, pre-existing personality factors, life experiences, psychological needs and expectations, and environmental conditions. Again, these are specific to firefighters. And these factors result in the inability to function effectively in any aspect of one's life. Burnout affects all aspects of being, psychological, emotional, social, physical, and occupational. So why burnout? Why? Members of the firefighting profession do in large part to shared personality characteristics, values, interests, and needs define themselves by what they do occupationally. Many individuals uh, who enter firefighting as a career derive maximum gratification and reinforcement from external or environmental stimuli, more so than from pursuits of intellectual insight or self-awareness. So in keeping with these personality needs, their self-concept becomes identified with their occupational and social roles and most frequently encompasses a significant portion of their lives. Thus, they often come to feel as though they are one with their occupation. Often, individuals gravitate toward firefighting to satisfy a dependency need, especially when they perceive a strong and supportive firefighting organization. The firefighter in burnout must eventually realize that no one will take care of him except himself. No organization, governmental agency, or person will provide for him, particularly at the level he expects. Much of the cynicism that grows within the firefighter results from his disillusionment with the organization itself and also from the citizens in the community which he serves. And that's really a shame when it gets to that level. Those who over-identify with their work begin to over-personalize it during burnout. Events on the job affect them after the shift is over. Yet, firefighters are more than their job. They're individuals who experience anger, violence, despair, and the agony and sorrow in which we all live. Remember, they are the first responders. They're there on the scene before anyone else often. When a firefighter has an unclear perception of who he is and has no balance or recreational and healthy social interaction, they become lost in the world around them. They become one with the misery they see in their day-to-day -day work. Ongoing departmental hassles and difficulties between coworkers and supervisors significantly compound the problem and frequently seal their fate. Each day becomes an instant replay of the day before. It is no wonder that feelings of cynicism, disillusion, demoralization, and despair are generally felt and verbalized by those in a state of burnout. Thus, the firefighter's perception of life becomes limited by his last experiences and his inability to separate himself as an individual 
from his firefighter role. And as the internal pressures mount, a sense of dissatisfaction with life begins to increase as well. Now, life never runs smoothly. There's always a daily buildup of energy which must be discharged. We all experience that. When this energy is not discharged effectively, we begin to feel the pressures of life both internally and externally, especially when old coping mechanisms no longer hold back the waves of anxiety, fear, despair, and meaninglessness of life. The result is a deep sense of depression, which is an integral part of the burnout process and experience. This profound sense of helplessness and hopelessness to change one's life situation most assuredly adds to the creation of depression experienced in burnout. As the internal pressures mount, a sense of dissatisfaction with life begins to increase dramatically as well. <clears throat> as burnout progresses, meaning and purpose in life become shallow and empty concepts that provide no residual spark to ignite the will to cope with life de life's demands. One's will to live sometimes becomes so severely compromised that death is often seen as the only option out of the state of mental and emotional misery. In essence, burnout forces us to distance ourselves from the source of stress and the demands upon us which, in burnout, seem overwhelming. During the burnout process, we experience the need for withdrawal or escape from our environment. In some cases, this results in passive withdrawal such as getting fired, injured, or, quote, accidentally killed. However, a less final outcome of burnout from the occupational standpoint is the granting by departments and agencies, <clears throat> often unwittingly, of early stress retirements. So what are the primary signs of burnout? The following signs and symptoms of burnout among members of the firefighting community indicate a remarkable similarity. The symptoms of burnout manifest themselves in the primary areas of a person's life, those being psychological, physical, work, and family. So what are the psychological and emotional signs of firefighter burnout? Most, if not all, of the clinical signs and, and symptoms of anxiety or depression are usually present during the acute phase of burnout. Psychological exhaustion, including mental fatigue and a significant loss of motivation, are the hallmark of the burnout process, including significantly reduced levels of tolerance for frustration and ambiguity. A profound sense of helplessness hopeless, and hopelessness regarding one's life situation. A pervasive feeling of doom and anxious anticipation of the future. We might call that anticipatory anxiety, but that feeling of doom is ever present. 
a widening gap in one's black and white evaluations, becoming more judgmental. And, and really, uh, there is no gray in, this, uh, in the life. But everything in life is gray. Fears of impulsively acting out the overload of feeling bottled up inside. Irritability, aloofness, and social withdrawal. Feeling of social and, and emotional distance from one's peers, as well as feelings of social alienation. A profound loss of a sense of orderliness and predictability in life coupled with a resultant loss of a sense of personal control and mastery over one's life situation. Occasionally, there's a sense of disbelief that the burnout phenomenon is occurring, even as psychological and emotional defenses continue to deteriorate. These individuals often report, I can't believe this is happening to me. Despair where previously rewarding activities become lost to just getting through each day. Again, disillusionment regarding one's life, career, and the world in general. Finally, a loss of spiritual values. The physical signs of firefighter and paramedic burnout include, again, exhaustion, loss of energy, drive, or motivation feelings of constant lethargy. Burnout victims often complain of being tired all of the time. Number two, physical illness, traumatic injury, or bodily complaints. The symptoms vary widely, but may include mitral valve prolapse, gastrointestinal disorders, tension headaches, chronic neck or back pain, hearing impairment, high blood pressure, and possibly more severe cardiac problems and numerous other physical disorders. Number three, the physiological symptoms related to depression and anxiety. As I've repeated before, exhaustion is ever present, especially when awakening from the attempt to rest or sleep and often feeling more tired upon awakening uh, than when they went to sleep. Number four, muscular tension and a feeling of internal pressure. Frequently, pressure behind the sternum is felt in the acute phase of burnout. The occupational and vocational signs of firefighter and paramedic burnout include number one, increase in the number of emotional contacts with the public, feeling loaded with frustration, anger, despair, and fear. Two, increased absenteeism, use of sick leave, vacation and holiday time, leaves of absence, and injury disability time off. Number three, low levels of morale, including feelings of isolation and aloneness at work. The firefighter won't share these feelings due to fear of peer reactions. Number four, significant loss of or reduction in efficiency and work productivity. This is perceived by others as significantly reduced job performance, and it may be accompanied by administrative reprimands. Number five, increased number of hangovers while at work. Six, over-personalizing with the job and with one's own work efforts, which, in burnout, are perceived as negative. 
everything becomes a personal matter. The family-related signs of firefighter burnout include a feeling of physical exhaustion when coming home from work, feeling of emotional distance from one's spouse and children if, you, if they are married. In the case of burned out male firefighters, the wives most often take over the primary responsibilities of running the home and maintaining the continuity of the family's support and discipline. For the burned out female firefighter paramedic, the husband often reluctantly assumes all responsibility for home and family, thereby creating an imbalance within the family system, refusing to participate in family or social events. Number five, a reluctance to initiate any activities that would draw the family unit together instead of separating it. Six, verbal and sometimes physical abuse of family as a means of venting internal pressures. And we know this doesn't work and creates more stress. Seven, a complete lack of interest or desire uh, for sexual sharing. If sex does occur, it may be very selfishly motivated. Number eight, the need to place responsibility for this condition on outside factors and circumstances. The family often becomes the brunt of tensions, frustrations, and conflicts, and consequently, separation and divorce may result. The treatment of burnout. So what is the treatment of burnout? Just as the experience of burnout is a multidimensional process with many features and causes, so too is, it, is its treatment. Since burnout is primarily a mental phenomenon often manifested with physical symptoms, it stands to reason that bringing about a resolution requires intervention in the areas affected, specifically the psychological, emotional, family, and physical aspects of one's life. Vocational rehabilitation is also a necessary component of a complete treatment program. In the, in the majority of the cases of occupational burnout that I've worked with, and there have been many, early retirement was inevitable. Thus, the problem related to the loss of occupation, the need to restore mental, emotional, and physical well-being and balance, and the need to reestablish a sense of personal identity and self-worth signal that there are many areas of life to be addressed in the process of healing those suffering the burnout syndrome. So the psychological and emotional treatment of burnout. By the time the burned out firefighter is presented for treatment, he or she is either on a leave of absence or should be. Time off from the job is mandatory in most cases. However, depending upon the degree of denial present regarding his condition, getting the firefighter to accept his situation and the potential outcomes may be difficult. And I just want to let you know that now. Generally, however, the physical symptoms related to the state of exhaustion and its manifestations are significant enough to alert the individual to the fact that he is in extreme stress and medical attention is necessary. Supportive counseling 
and individual psychotherapy, as well as family counseling, should be and are a central focus in the treatment of burned out, burnout cases. The sense of personal isolation must be bridged to allow others to enter into the emotional life of the firefighter in burnout. This is often achieved through psychological counseling and therapy. Peer group support is also necessary, especially if there are members um, in a support group who have successfully weathered the effects of burnout. Issues often related to self-worth, self-image, and one's value to others becomes a major topic of psychological treatment. In this regard, from the therapist's standpoint, what one hears and sees during the counseling situation with burned-out firefighters is far different from how the firefighter portrays himself to the world. It is the deep emotional sharing that individuals in burnout need to learn to express, which in time helps reduce their distrust and distance from what they perceive to be a hostile, aggressive, and generally negative world. In other words, burned out firefighters must learn how to integrate gray areas into their thinking and to remove their egos from the decision-making process. This is absolutely necessary to be able to see clear alternatives and develop insight into who we are and how we think and perceive the world. It must be remembered that restructuring one's thinking will allow for a greater sense of well-being, both psychologically and physically, as both of these aspects of our lives work together. Working through a burnout condition requires new learning. For some, it's just learning how to be, that is, how to relax with oneself, as opposed to feeling the need to be doing something all of the time. I call firefighter paramedic action figures. We call them verbs because they're busy and in, in motion most of the time. Reading, taking long walks with a loved one or friend, or just relaxing and doing nothing is healthy. It allows the mind and the body to heal by not making additional demands to perform, which, as we have seen, can create or add to an already overloaded mental and physical condition. I call doing nothing doing something. It's allowing ourselves to reorganize and to learn how to relax. Burnout is devastating for the firefighter paramedic who is used to being in a highly active occupation, demanding the utmost from them physically and emotionally. The prospect of retirement for these individuals is often as catastrophic as are the experiences on the job. In this regard, it has been my clinical experience that there is no retirement per se for firefighters who are no longer actively employed by their respective departments. For in reality, when we do nothing, anticipate nothing, and have established no short or long-term goals for ourselves, we begin to die. Life becomes meaningless and devoid of purpose. We vegetate rather than live. There are countless numbers of retirees who, 
for many of the reasons I've already discussed, find themselves isolated at home, alone in front of the television, or at the local pub, killing the hours of the day, when in reality, there is a slow death growing inside themselves. The burnout syndrome is more to be avoided than treated. Unless fundamental changes are made in one's attitude, motivations, willingness to communicate needs, wants, and fears, and new potentials and interests are developed outside of the job, the probability that burnout will occur or remain complete is high, very high. My concern here is not so much the fear that burnout will reoccur, but rather that one's authoritarian and dogmatic attitudes will continue throughout one's life in other employment or retirement areas. This would overshadow the possibility of interacting in the world with others on a more open and less pressured basis. I cannot overemphasize the fact that burnout victims had help reaching their state of exhaustion. The occupational demands of firefighting and ongoing departmental pressures create the catalyst for the process of burnout to occur. On the other hand, and from a positive standpoint, burnout can also be growth producing. While it definitely marks the end of a primary aspect of one's life for which grieving must take place, it can also herald a new chapter and healthier approach to one's existence. In this regard, overcoming burnout requires for us a reevaluation of our priorities, vocational direction, values, attitudes, and life's meaning and purpose. Learning that balance and moderation are essential for healthy living must also become an imperative for the victim of burnout. I want to thank you for listening, and I hope you will follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and also visit my website at drgeraldfishkin.com or contact me at drjerry at drgeraldfishkin.com. And that's Jerry with a G. Until next time, I'm Dr. Jerry Fishkin wishing you love, hugs, and all my best. <laughs>